Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 1 of A Warwickshire Lad. The story of the boyhood of William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Warwickshire Lad. The Story of the Boyhood of William Shakespeare by George Madden Martin Chapter 1 Little Will Shakespeare was going homeward through the dusk from Gammer Girton's fireside. He had no timorous fears, not he. He would walk proudly and deliberately as becomes a man. Men are not afraid. Yet Gammer had told of strange happenings at her home. A magpie had flown screaming over the roof, the butter would not come in the churn, and a strange cat had slipped out afore the maid at daybreak. A cat without a tail, Gammer said. Little Will quickened his pace. Dusk falls early these December days, and Willie Shakespeare scurrying along the street is only five, and although men are not afraid, yet... So presently, when he pulls up, he is panting and he beats against a stubborn street door with little red fists and falls in at its sudden opening, breathless. But Mother's finger is on her lips as she looks up from her low chair in the living room, for the whole world in this Henley Street household stands still and holds his breath when baby brother sleeps. Brought up short, Will tiptoes over to the chimney corner. Why will toes stump when one most wants to move noiselessly? He is pending still, too, with his hurrying, and with all he has to tell. She says, begins Will before he has even reached Mother's side, and his whisper is awesome. Gammer says that Marjorie is more than any ailing she is. Now chimney corners may be wide and generous and cheerful with their blazing log, but they open into rooms which, as night comes on, grow big and shadowy, with flickers up against the rafter darkness of the ceilings. Little Will Shakespeare presses closer to his mother's side. She says, Gammer does, she says that Marjorie is witched. Now Marjorie was a serving maid at the house of Gammer Girton's son-in-law, Goodman Sadler, with whom Gammer lived. Mother at this speaks sharply. She is outdone about it. A pretty tale for a child to be hearing, she says. It is but a fear, babe. I wonder at Gammer, I do and turning aside from the cradle which she has been rocking, she lifts small Will to her lap, and he, stretching frosty fingers and toes all tingling to the heat, snuggles close. He is glad mother speaks sharply and is outdone about it, 
Somehow this makes it more reassuring. Witched, says Mother. Tell me. It's lingering in the lane after dark, with that gawky country sweetheart has given her the fever that her betters have been having since the Avon came over bank. A wet autumn is more to be feared than Gammer's witches. Poor luck it is the lubberfolk aren't after the girl in truth. A slattern maid she is. Her hearth unswept and house-door always open and the cream ever a chill. The brownie folk, I promise you will, pinch black and blue for less. Mother is laughing at him. Little Will recognizes that and smiles back, but half-heartedly, for he is not through confessing. I don't like to wear it down my back, says he. It tickles. Wear what? asks Mother. But even as she speaks, most partly divine, for the finger and thumb go searching down between his little nape and the collar of his doublet, and in a moment they draw it forth, a bit of witch's elm. Gammer, she sewed it there, says Will. A little frown was gathering between Mother's brows, which was making small Willie Shakespeare feel still more reassured and comfortable, when suddenly she gave a cry and start, half rising, so that he, startled too, slid perforce to the floor, clinging to her gown. Whereupon Mother sank back in her chair, her hand pressed against the kerchief crossed over her bosom, and laughed shamefacedly, for it had been nothing more terrible that had startled her than big, purring, grey Malkin, the cat, insinuating his sleek back under her hand as he arched and rubbed about her chair. And so, sitting down shamefacedly, she gathered Will up again, and called him Goose and Little Chuck, as if he and not she had been the one to jump and cry out. But he laughed boisterously. The joke was on Mother, and so he laughed loud, as becomes a man when the joke is on the womenfolk. Ho! Oh, said Will Shakespeare. Shh! said Mother. But the mischief was done, and Will must get out of her lap, for little brother Gilbert, awakened, was whimpering in the cradle. Will clambered up on the settle to think it all over. Mother had started and cried out. So, after all, was Mother afraid, too? Of, of things? Had she said it all to reassure him? The magpie had flown screaming over the house, for he had seen it. So what if the rest were true, that the cat, the cat without the tail stealing out at daybreak, had been, what Gammer said, a witch, weaving overnight her spell about poor Marjorie? He knew how it would have been. He had heard whispers about these things before. The dying embers on the earth. The little waxen figure lay to melt thereon. The witch-woman weaving the charm about, now swifter, faster circling, with passes of hands above. Little Will Shakespeare, terrified at his own imaginings, clutched himself, afraid to move. Is that only a shadow yonder in the corner, now creeping toward him, now stealing away? What is that at the pane? Is it the frozen twigs of the old pippin, or the tapping fingers of some night creature without? Will Shakespeare falls off the settle in his haste and scuttles to mother. Once there, he hopes she does not guess why he hangs to her so closely. But he is glad, nevertheless, when the candles are brought in. End of chapter 1